Hello, everyone! We are back from our live show in Canada and finally ready to drizzle this sweet new episode upon your ears. It's an extra long one full of juicy stuff and featuring a super special guest, so let me get through the business real quick. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave us a rating and review on Ye Old iTunes. Also, be sure to check out our podcast of Waterdeep episode that is available right now on the Wizard's Dungeon Delve feed. A special thank you to Alex Shea and Tabletop Tapes for the music tracks this episode. I also want to tell you about our sponsor this week, Audible.com. You know the drill. There's a whole wide world of incredible audiobooks just waiting to be downloaded right to you on Audible.com. They truly have every genre of book you could be looking for, and you can start your journey with a free book today by going to audibletrial.com DSPN. If you need a great fantasy book to start you off, I recommend using that code to grab Sabriel by Garth Nix. It's the first of the Old Kingdom series, which is a completely awesome series filled with magic and badassery. So go to your computer and type in audibletrial.com DSPN today to begin radically expanding your mind through literature. All right, a quick recap, then we'll get to the episode. Last time on Venture Maidens, our heroes reached the final room of the Keeper's Trial, where a bunch of tricky ghosts tried to defeat our team with psychic assaults. Saye got snared, but through the power of friendship and hug unit tactics, they survived. Before them was a pedestal with the knife they have been seeking, and Arnadel made the ultimate sacrifice to get her companions free. Shocked and horrified, the Maidens came face to face with the Keepers back in reality. Rem burst on the scene, brought Arnadel back from the dead, and may or may not have totally murdered that halfling guy. All a little worse for wear, our team left Ashtar behind and must move forward with the next part of their quest. Let's hear what happens next. Gather round, travelers, to hear our tale. Our heroes now head deep into the fey-ridden jungle to find an ancient gate. Who is this strange new guide our agents have found? Can our maidens survive their bizarre encounters with fairy kind? What horrors await them at the Raven Queen's doorstep? Find out in episode 46, Maidens Gone Wild. Sweet, sweet, sweet text and all the people come on down to watch the show. We're notifying the public. We're letting the people know. Hi, everybody. Oh, my gosh. Welcome. I am really excited for tonight because, as you can see, we have somebody very, very special joining us. Say hello, Josh. Hi. Hello, Josh. How's it going? Hello. Josh and I have been talking about this for, like, four or five months, so I'm glad we can finally have you on the show, if it hasn't been longer than that. Oh, it's it's been enough time that I've forgotten. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the time that was forgotten. But yeah, I am super excited, obviously, for this episode tonight. We had a really, really big one um, last oh, time. Oh, we sure did. And yeah. I'm still reeling. Bingo, bango. Uh, we're getting towards the end of this arc, so I guess let's get this started. Um, hi, everybody. My name is Celeste Conowich, and I will be your dungeon master. I am Brittany Quintero, and I play your moon elf warlock that's not dead yet, Arnadella Not Phil. dead yet! I'm not dead yet! <laughs> and I am Nassim, playing your human monk, Sayonor. 
And I am Sage, your inspired barbarian, Cara Brunhilda. <laughs> and I am your guest player today, Josh Perot, and I'll be playing Randy. Just Randy. That's Just Randy. You get. That's what you get for now. You have to find out. Sit around. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> oh my. Exactly. Oh my. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, where we left off last time, all of you had recovered from this sort of shocking, harrowing experience, or recovered as much as you could with like a good night's rest, and Rem had told you all that, yeah, you probably would like some time to heal from that, yeah. but we don't have it. You have the wagon, you have the horse. What's everybody's general configuration? Uh, Rem lets you know it's probably only a three or four hour ride to your destination. I'm certainly going to be bundled up in the wagon trying to regain as much HP as possible. <laughs> you have all your hit points back because, you know, mechanics are funny. Oh, yeah, but okay. I, but I still feel yeah. shitty. Like, that hurts. Yeah. It'd probably take a while. Like, I'm going to feel bruised and, like, sore. The internal things stitching themselves back together. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that'd probably feel weird. Yum. And painful. Yeah, and what are uh, <laughs> Kara and Saya doing? Car would drive the cart. I'd probably be sitting up there with you then. Yeah. And Rem is just kind of walking along beside. And again, Rem is, is very quiet, seems very focused on the destination. Uh, every once in a while, she just chimes in to say, you know, take a right, take a left. Mm -hmm. uh, essentially, as you get away from Ashtar, the roads become more and more sparse. As you can see, you are heading in the direction of that jungle-esque tree line towards the wild. So wherever you're going, it's close by to the border of this place. And so you officially make your way off of like a nice paved road and go onto a dirt street. And this happens around like hour three or so. Uh, and then you can see that there is a small village in the distance that you seem to be making your way towards. Mm, cool. Mm. Yeah, and all of this area here, it's all largely flat land, flat, grassy land. You can see that there are farms you've passed by that have dotted the area. And this village coming up in front of you uh, seems to be another one of these kind of rural communities you see, just like barn houses dotting the fields around. And Rem says that you are headed towards the village of Little Wheat. How cute. Little Wheat. Little Aww. Wheat. To meet your guide. Anything that happens over the course of the three hours? Any conversations you want to have? Or oh, yeah. is it all sort of... Oh, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I'm assuming at some point Rem will probably hop in the wagon or will stop to, like, water the creatures that are pulling it. And Arnadel's going to want to kind of look at Rem a little bit more dis with discerningly. And she's going to ask Rem if... Uh, she's like, I didn't know you... I didn't know you knew cleric spells. I don't. Well, how, uh, forgive me if this is maybe too scholarly, but how did you... It's complicated. Does this have something to do with the Raven Queen? No, what I am, well, sort of, I suppose. We are related, but our powers aren't the same. Let's just say I, I have a strong connection to death. And sometimes I can use that to uh, prevent that from happening. She she still looks like you. Prob Rem probably. I mean, Rem might be able to read her face, but Arnadel's kind of like, uh. <laughs> but she just calmly yeah. is like, "Am I undead?" That's what Kara wants to know. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, no. Of course not. No, no, no. I don't. I can't. Or I. Well, I. 
no, you're not undead. And then her- and she's looking at you and she's like furrowing her brow, like doesn't seem to know how much or how little to tell to me. Tell you. Yeah. Ardell's gonna ask one last question. And her question is uh after like a long pause, like cause she's debating on whether or not she wants to ask this or not. Um mm-hmm. her last question is, Am I the same as before? Do you feel the same as before? Not right now, but you know, I it still hurts. In all the ways that you're aware of, you are the same. But your spirit, it takes a great amount of trauma to pull a spirit from one place to the other. That is fragile now, and will never fully recover. Ah, so my normal... um progress as an elf is is probably not (laughs) you as long as you're not you know gambling away your soul or doing anything completely outrageous you should be fine Uh, okay unless of course you have any bright ideas like trying to do that again oh no 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 um no i just i figured you know i was thinking about all the stuff that i know about these kind of things and a lot of things weren't making sense so uh, that answers my many questions can we hear this conversation it's just happening in the wagon behind us that's that was wondering can i make it are you guys doing the thing where you're like peeking just kind of leaning back every once in a while like (laughs) because the the wagon's covered isn't it like so like there's a barrier between us yeah but there's like a window like a cabbie window right Go, go ahead and make perception rolls to see if you if you hear this. <laughs> Natural one. Oh, oh, good. Oh, starting this off again. Eighteen. <laughs> All right. Uh, you don't hear anything, Saya. Kara, you do hear this conversation. Too much wind in my ears. Yep. <laughs> and um, Rem says to you, Arnadel, it's what I am and what I can do. It isn't. You simply can't comprehend all of it, and I wouldn't wish you to. I will do my best to answer your questions, but the less you know, probably the better off you are. Yeah. Mm. I've There's definitely been um, books that I've read that I wish I hadn't, so I'll take your advice on that and just let it go. But I'm sure whatever I need to know, you'll let me know, and, and we'll leave it at that. Just judge me by my cover. <laughs> And she awkwardly smiles and is like, (laughs) (laughs) that was stupid. Okay. (laughs) She just, uh, she lies back down and and just kind of like blankly stares at the ceiling of the wagon. Uh, Kara leans over to Salye at one point and is like, oh, so I was kind of worried. But I guess Arnadel's not, isn't a zombie. Because if she was a zombie, that would be a problem. (laughs) <laughs> probably pretty noticeable by the smell or you know Ew. it's only been like eight hours oh no Arnadel just smells worse and worse as time goes on Saya Saya doesn't want to basically she's acting like like she knows that already like oh yeah obviously she wasn't a zombie we would know that already <laughs> as if she wasn't trying to also <laughs> figure that out for herself <laughs> yeah <laughs> so 
And as this conversation is kind of winding to an end, you're pulling up much closer down to this village. And you see that uh, on the outlying side of it, there's this large farm uh, that looks like it's got this cute little house and a large barn connected to all these fields of grass in the area. And as you're approaching along this road, you see that there are a group of people uh, standing at what looks like the mailbox sort of like the distance from the house like on the road uh and you see a bunch of these people they're dressed in pretty utilitarian work clothes um like they were in the middle of doing doing some farming or something people with carts have stopped around there there are a couple horses and there just seems to be this big group of people and at the center of this group there are two individuals one is uh, a very elderly gentleman who's got these like wiry wisps of like gray hair that's sort of patchy and he's stooped over and he looks like a real like salt of the earth like I, I've been alive forever and I will continue to exist out of pure spite is the only way you can really describe him. And he is squared off with... Josh, why don't you go ahead and describe yourself? Sure. So what you see is a fur bulk with dark blue Ooh. faded to white fur. The clothing on him is uh, like kind of cloth work or patchwork rather. Uh, very baggy cloth pants, worn leather boots, a uh, loose-fitting open leather vest, so you see like his bare uh, blue and white chest, uh, and a wide-brimmed straw hat, and a leather side bag. Uh, he is rather tall, uh, about seven and a half feet tall, around about, very lanky, and yeah, you see him kind of uh, in a little bit of dismay uh, at the moment. Yeah, it definitely seems, just general read on the situation, it seems like all of these farmers don't have great feelings about what's happening in the middle. And you begin mm-hmm. to hear this this man in the center, uh, and you see he's got this large uh, pitchfork that he's swung around, and he's hitting this furbolg in the chest, like just like punctuating words. And you hear him cry out, That was my prized bluegrass! How dare you, boy! What do you have to say for yourself? Boy? It? What are you? Oh, hell no. Well, my name is Randy, and I was very hungry, and last I checked, that grass and anything that grows is good for consumption from really anyone. So I was just having my fill. I am sorry if I offended you in any way. Uh, Offended? I I was going to sell that prize grass. That was my livelihood. And you come in here and you eat this. Who invited this? This thing into the town. Nobody wants you here anyway. And you begin to hear some cries from other people like, Yeah, what are you? Get out of here. I, I'm, I've, I think I've been called a furbulge. Fur furbulge, fur I think, is the name. I'm not sure. I wasn't always. Hmm. It's an interesting, interesting this, story. Like, kind of plump woman pushes forward. And <laughs> she's like, we've heard quite enough of this. Just let's just take it down already. Yes, please. That would be great. God, as soon as this <laughs> voice popped out of your mouth, I just, I imagine you wearing oh my God. Birkenstocks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this is happening, yeah, and the wagon is growing closer. Uh, is there anything you all would like to do? It seems that Rem is directing the wagon uh, towards this mass of people. Uh-huh. And she's like, uh, I think that's him, the, the blue one. I'm oh, gonna, great. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up, like, I'm, I'm becoming a, a lady of few words these days. She's gonna get up, like, leap out of the wagon, and beeline it with purpose. 
to the person holding the pitchfork. Yeah, and Rem Rem falls in beside you. And as some people in the crowd begin to notice, like your wagon pulling up, some heads are turning, and they're like, "Oh, what? What?" I'm walking, like marching to this mm-hmm. person with the with the pitchfork, and I'm going to grab it really forcefully and shove it out of the guy out of uh, Randy's face. Oh, hello. And I'm gonna, the person the person holding the pitchfork, and I'm like, "You look like a fucking bully," <laughs> and not Excuse making me. not breaking any eye contact, like. I'm try- Can I do an intimidation check? Yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Damn, Arnadel is a woman of business. Oh, now. it's business time, you guys. <laughs> she has got no fucking patience for anything. <laughs> and it's- Oh, shit. That's going to be an unnatural 20. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you can just come charging out of nowhere and people just step aside as you are like making your way through and they're looking at all of you, like your weapons and you're all wearing armor. And so clearly these townspeople are like, oh my God. So you get to the center here and this old man was like focused on his pitchfork. And as you smack it out of his hands, he just sort of looks up at you stunned. Like nothing like this has ever happened to him before. Cool. And he goes, (laughs) he's like, his eyes go wide. He's like, uh, huh. now that I have his attention, I'm going to say, you can grow some more fucking grass. <laughs> and I'm going to take the, fu- I'm going to wrench it out of his hands and throw it on the floor and look over at the fur bulg and, uh, and then look over at Rem like, is, uh, like, okay, now she doesn't know what to do. <laughs> Rem steps forward and is like, excuse me, everyone. Uh, I realize this is a, situation here, but we will be taking the Furbolg, so uh, I guess it's not your fucking problem anymore. Ooh. And she she takes a bag out of her belt and throws it at the feet of this old guy, and you can hear the clink of coins from inside. She's like, that should take care of it. Let's go. Oh, oh, hello. Hi there, friend. Uh, yes. Randy, is it? <laughs> yes, Randy. It was, it was Brandy, short for Brandy, and now it's Randy. Randy's <laughs> fine. Yes. Yes. All right. It's so nice to meet you, Randy. Sayeth puts out like a firm hand for you to shake. Oh, you have a good rapport with Fulber. For oh yeah, you mm-hmm. love them because they nursed you back to health. Yeah, I love them. So Randy puts out his hand as well and shakes it, not properly, but definitely in the way of you were intending. Just like uh-huh. maybe he doesn't understand the custom. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. Uh, I'm Randy. I was Brandy, short for. Brandy, and now it's Randy. But what's uh-huh. your name? My name is Saya. Um, as pleasant as this is, perhaps we should move uh, this along. We can do introductions in a moment. Oh, yes, And yes. she's eyeing all the people holding their pitchforks now, who are, like, getting, <laughs> getting a little bit more brave as this is happening. So she, she kind of ushers for you all to move back to the wagon, and do you mind if we walk and talk, Randy? Oh, I, I can do both at the same time, yes. Fabulous. <laughs> Kara's like, uh, uh. <laughs> this is our guide. Yeah, um, so you, you all get towards the cart and pull it away from the confused group of farmers who now sort of scratch in their heads, and you continue along the dirt road and, and pull off at a moment, and um, Rem turns to you, Randy, and is like, I do apologize for that situation back there, but... Well, we need somebody to take us into the wilds, and they say you're the best. Oh, well, ooh. well, one, you don't need to apologize for him. You, you you, aren't that person, and if you told him to do that, then we, we have a bit of a kerfuffle on our hands. I certainly didn't. 
Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, two of the wilds. Are you are you yes. sure? Did I hear that? And he starts like cleaning out his ear and like look, flick it off. You said the wilds. Mm-hmm. Uh, hmm. I know you are one of the few who has been in and out successfully. Yes. I thought no one ever came back from there. Oh, no one ever comes back the same. I was a horse. You were what? I was a horse. What? What? I don't understand. Like, you were- you was literally a horse- Is that why you like that grass? Yes, you don't quite lose your taste. Uh, but yes, I was- I was- I was- I was- I was was a horse. For a while. When I come back, am I gonna be, like, an ass? I mean- Ah, that oh. was a joke. <laughs> so I was like, choking on a bug, so she missed how we got to this part of this cover the sa- conversation, and is just leaning in, eyes very wide. You hear Randy uh, like Randy kind of leans back and like for you thought he's gonna like cough up a hairball. He goes, <laughs> "That's very funny. Who are you? You are a very funny one." <laughs> oh, see, so Kara looks to Arnadel and Sawyer. Like, see, someone's got good taste. I'm Kara. Ka- they, they pronounce that right, Kara. Ka- like that, like Kara. Yeah. Oh, Kara. Yeah. It's good. It's nice to meet you, Kara. Rem is just like struggling <laughs> to keep a straight face now. Oh, so um, so the wilds, the wilds. Uh, where and why? Why are we going to the wilds? We have a specific location we need to reach, uh, a gate. We can offer you much if you can take us in and out safely. Awesome. We know you've been looking for something in particular. How do you know what I've been looking for? Let's just say it's my business to know things. She knows a lot of things, it's true. Well, it makes a lot of sense to me. What is it that you have that I've been looking for that I haven't found yet? <laughs> and Rem... <laughs> holds up a finger, and she goes over to the wagon, and then pulls out, it looks like a long kind of box, and she she holds it out to you. I do like boxes. Does it, uh, what, how much does it carry? Uh, uh, it, the, the object is in, inside of the box? It, <laughs> let me, let me just, and she, she takes off the lid and, like, shows you, and you see that there are a pair of boots inside. <gasps> what kind of boots are they? They look so nice. They, hmm, the, the mockmanship is, hmm. And he sniffs and he, he looks and he inspects it very carefully. And he takes out a little tiny broken glass that he probably uses as a magnifying glass. And he gets up really, really close. And he looks up and his eyes are huge. And he goes, oh, these are what I think they are. They are indeed. <sighs> you have yourself a deal. Wait, wait, what's so special about the boots? I don't get it. Well... One thing I miss very much from my days as a horse was how fast I can gallop and, and trot through every field I see. These boots make me go nice and fast. Oh, okay. And this, Randy, is just the payment up front. There is even more for you if you get That's us out more. safely. We are willing to offer you a position in the Sisters of Sorrow to take care of you, to give you a place to stay. I know things have been difficult for you. Has a room, like, freed up? A, a room freed up? A room? Is it, like, can I stay inside? Or? Yes, well, you, what you can absolutely live in inside. 
Wait, do you still sleep in a barn because you used to be a horse? Oh, when I can, they're very comfortable. Arnadel, like, lethargically hangs her head out of the, the wagon, and she's like, I have a wand that, you know, like, if you ever wanted to be a horse, I could help you out with that for, like, an hour. Oh, I could do that by myself, too. Watch. Oh. And you see as uh, Randy just all of a sudden goes and shifts and changes, and all of a sudden he is just... A blue horse. Oh, that's <laughs> precious. Oh my god, I love it. And Randy very efficiently goes... Spectacular. <laughs> oh, well then, I mean, never mind, but, you know. Well then, I am glad to have you on board, Randy. Do you have... Do you need to collect any things, or are, are you ready to go? <laughs> oh. And he changes back. He goes, oh, sorry, I forget you can't understand me like that. Uh, I do have my stuff off to the side, if you don't mind. I have a little whacking stick since my hooves don't do as much anymore. I, I just have my bag of stuff. Well, let's go and get a move on. Great. It will take me approximately... Uh, I don't quite understand time. I'll be right back. And you see as Randy uh, walks off about, say... I don't know, 50 feet or so, picks up a bag by the fence, comes on back, throws his backpack on, and goes, hmm, let's go. All right, well, we have our specialist. Oh, boy. Rem kind of looks up at the sky and is like, okay, let's go. And you begin to make your way to the edge of the wilds. So as you draw closer, you can see there's a very stark tree line between where the wilds start and where normal civilization ends. It's just all of a sudden these tall, almost monstrous trees loom up over everything and you can see the canopy is far, far above your head. And as you try to look in between the trees, it's like your vision just shifts away from understanding or seeing any deeper in these woods. It's just, it's a very Ooh. strange phenomenon. And as you get closer to the tree line, your skin almost starts to tingle and you all feel a little bit more alive, a little bit more vibrant as you get close to this raw something that's just beyond this tree line. Let's check. <laughs> um, do you want me to do Arcana or History? Uh, what are you trying to get? Arnadel's just like I mean, she already knows where they're headed. She just wants to, like, cross-reference, like, her past knowledge to be like, oh, yeah, we must be getting close. Sure. Okay, go ahead and make an arcana, or or you can make a history on, like, the wilds in relation to the rest of the country. 22 on arcana. Okay, so you know that the wilds here, named after the Wilds, which is actually a different plane of existence. Oh, okay. This is not technically the fey plane what this is is an area where the veil between the two is very very thin that's mm. why it's so dangerous so things from the fey wild pour into this jungle ah. constantly so that's why like large monsters will just suddenly appear out of the tree line or strange weather magic events or just bizarre things happen here and on the border here that's why the corellans exist primarily to stop Things from the jungle crossing into the rest of the country. Oh, they're like Fey Boba Fett's. Basically, yeah. yeah. So they that's why Ashtar is so close to the borderline, because their whole job is to keep the border safe and stop anything that might emerge from it. Gotcha. So, you know, I mean, you're walking into a world that is very similar to 
the fey plane. Uh, so that means that there will probably be a lot of fey creatures inside. Lots of illusions. Things shift and change. Time is strange here. It, there's just, there's a lot of freaky shit <laughs> that happens. Uh, so you're going to have to be very, very careful. Okay. And uh, Rem turns to you, Randy, and so this gate that we have to get to, I'm not sure, of course, of its exact location. That's that's you, where your expertise comes in of how we can reach it. But it is it is a hollowed place, a large stone gate in a clearing. I don't know. Do you have any insight? I'm I'm sorry. I was was tuning out the the area the the hair. It feels slightly comforting. I miss being here. What did you say? Sorry. Uh, the gate that we have to get to. Oh, yes, the gate. Sorry. I just get lost in myself sometimes. Oh, yes. Uh, so if we're going to go in, if you know that is where you want to go, that is where we must go. We may not divert, divert left or right or up or down or crossways or backwards or any other type of direction you can possibly fathom. You must go forwards and we'll get there. Ah. Wait, so we just have to, like, if we believe it, then we'll get there? Saya leans over to Rem and is like, this is the guy? He comes very highly recommended. Arnold's like, it makes sense to me. This place is not as as we as we know from out here. Uh, from my days as, as a horse, we, we used to go down a lot of fields and make a lot of turns on roads and in the fields and all that kind of thing. But in here, it's, it's not quite like that. You have to walk with purpose. Any any obstacle that, 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 that's in your way, you have to just transcend and push forward and go forward and never any direction but forward. That's good to know. Alright, yes. so we'll stay together and get through this. So, um, lead the way. Okay, forwards. As he points forward, <laughs> as uh, you guys are keep continuing on. Yeah, and, and Rem asks, is there any sense in taking this? Or and she points back at the wagon and the horse. Well, I mean, you, you could. Uh, just keep in mind that if they go in there, if they decide to go in a different direction, I mean, the horse, not the cart, the cart can't go by itself, but maybe it will in there, who knows? It's a crazy place. Uh, whichever you decide to travel is is up to you. I'm just here to uh, to guide you forwards. Okay, so she, she goes over and anybody have stuff in the wagon they want to take, I'm just going to set this horse free. It sounds like this is nah. just going to be a nightmare. <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh, hey, Randy, maybe you could tell the horse how to get to a place of safety. Safety is either outside of it or through it. Yeah. And Rem is like, we'll just leave this. And she she pulls a few things out of the wagon and then just breaks off the, the chain and undoes the harness from the horse and just kind of yeah. lets it. Yeah. Goodbye, horse friend. Yeah, lets it run off into the fields to do whatever it's going to it's do. It's going to be a unicorn. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Also very kind to animals. This is very good. Be polite. Rule rule number... I haven't started rule numbers yet, but it's a rule. Be polite. Be kind. For those who are not kind are turned into strange things and set off in weird directions. 
it gets very dark in there. Oh boy. And you see that Randy, like, he starts, like, staring off, and the, the look of jovialness that he normally has slightly goes away. He, he just kind of stares off and goes, Right, we, we should get going. Be, be, be kind, as you, as you all have been. Yes. Yeah, I, I agree. Yes. Good advice for anyone. I agree. Like, like, so, so, was this, what was your name? Saw Yes? Saw Yeah. Very oh, close, so, though. Yeah. Oh, thank you. I, I do try. Uh, it, very nice to meet you. And I, did I catch your name as he turns to uh, Arnadel? Uh, no. Um, sorry, I didn't give introductions. My name's Arnadel. Oh, Arnadel. Very, very nice to meet you. I, fi- you figured out my name by now, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's nice oh. to meet you. Oh, it's very nice to meet you as well. See, politeness, niceness, kindness. This is good. It feels good. I can feel the the hair standing up on my head. Let's go. <laughs> and he starts going forward. <laughs> oh my. So, everyone, the way we're going to do this, we're going to do this in a true Feywilds fashion. Oh I have no. A, I have a big old table, a big old random table of things. And this whole trek is just going to be us rolling on a random table of things. Yay, random encounters. Also, so, are you making us do that? Like, are we going crazy? I don't know. Oh, oh he's very sane. <laughs> he's, look at Randy. He's fine. Yeah, he's more Randy's sane than any of us. Uh, uh, in this realm, yeah. <laughs> All right, so who wants to roll the first D12? A D12? I do. I want to get it out of the way. All right. Saya will do it, and then Kara will do it, and then Arnadel will do it, and then Randy will do it. The D12, the one we never use. I wanted to give it some love. Five. Five. Oh man, are your guys' elements, is your element, are your elemental powers gonna go nuts? When Arnadel casts magic, is it just gonna be like, blah, wild surge? Oh man. Oh, what? Ooh, is that no. a thing? Maybe. I mean, I'm hoping that with my high rolling Arcana check, I'm gonna remember to maybe like cool it on the Magicka. Man, your bell is still with what's his name, isn't it? No, Anna? it's in my bag of holding. Oh, I thought he was holding onto it for you. Oh, oh, he is. No, he's not. No, I never handed my bell over. I tried to. Oh no, he wouldn't take it. So oh, right, I put right, it right, in. Right. Oh, I'm like, oh fuck no, I have that fucking bell. <laughs> God damn it! Get the whole time. <laughs> Stay away. <laughs> bang 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 bang. <laughs> we might banish fuck you guys. We might banish. Good Honestly, I would have suggested though. that if she had it. I do have it. Remember, he said to be very, very careful. Yeah, because we could banish that. good, good fake creatures. You know, like unicorns and fucking <laughs> other good fake creatures. That I'm, so then I asked Ren, like, "Hey, why don't oh we just God. wave the fucking bell?" Ring the bell. Because <laughs> that we were told not to <laughs> treat like a toy or never yeah. to ring. <laughs> just keep it going. What could possibly go wrong? All right. So as you step over the tree line, being led by Randy. Hello. Sorry, I'm sorry. As as you cross that line between where the trees start and end, there is this feeling in each of your chests, like fireworks are going off inside you, and all of a sudden you take a breath and you can smell so much more 
than you ever could before. And as Ooh. you're you look at the situation around you, like your eyes burn with like just how much color and light and vibrancy this place has. Like the trees just seem more brown and green and purple than anything you've ever seen before. And the way the sun filters through the trees, it's so beautiful. And then the noises of this place start to hit you. It's just, it's like you can hear the flap of each wing and the cries of each insect and things just roaming around you. It's just... So we're starting to peek. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously, we're on some serious fucking trooms. The trees are dancing with you, man. Everything's breathing. crazy. Yeah. Did everyone take their LSD before we came in? (laughs) That's a requirement. Button, button, who's got the button? And so as you step onto this this earth beneath you that feels just loamy and fresh and just the smell of moss and everything around you, you see that the trees, they looked really scary from the outside, but here they don't look so bad. It's just so beautiful and you note that the light has changed as you you've entered this place it was it was full daytime when you stepped inside but now it's more of like a twilight hue that is all over the place the sky is painted with pinks and purples where you can see it uh, above the tree line and you can hear creatures moving all around you and as you continue winding your way forward suddenly the trees open up And it's a very odd experience. It's like everywhere you are just shifts subtly. So you notice it in a flash. It comes to you and you're like, how how did this change? I can't really remember how it changed, but you're not standing in a tree, thick tree line anymore. There's this field stretched out in front of you that seems to go for miles and miles and the grass all around you is of different patches of color so you're seeing reds and purples and greens dotted all over this field and these large mushrooms that are all in front of you just dotted everywhere and they all have different colored rainbow caps and some of them stand like two feet tall and have these wide wide like brims around them and just this huge speckled field of mushrooms stretches out in front of you. Kara announces very loudly before beginning to march forward, we're going to the gate! Wait, Rem, what does the gate look like? Oh my god, what if I start thinking about the wrong gate? Oh, fuck! (laughs) She just goes, immediate downward spiral. (laughs) I think as long as one of us knows where we're going, we'll be fine, right, Randy? Oh, yes, if we keep going together, and if if we all, envision. you know, most of us envision, like, hey, there's the gate. We should go, which which way should we go, Soye? Should we go left or right? We should go forward. <laughs> yes, we should, and we should go forward. So as long as we just keep on going forward, we will reach our goal. Well, as we start moving forward, Saya wants to, like, go up to Randy and put, like, an arm through his arm if he's got... Just, like, grab his arm. How tall is Soye? Like, 5'5". Five, five. Five, <laughs> okay, so he dips down just so he can get in there for you. Aww. And uh, she starts going on and on about the time she spent on an island with some uh, with a furball tribe. And how uh, the three of them work together to help figure out, uh, bring their two tribes together. You, hmm, you met others like me. Yeah, yeah, I guess they were islanders. I've I've never experienced I've only been told what I am, a furbolge. 
never been told. <laughs> I never, I never met anyone else before. What were they like? Were they like me? Were they also blue? Were they gray? Were they While green? Were they red? While this conversation is happening, I need everybody to make perception checks for me. Uh, I'm going to take mine with disadvantage <laughs> because I am enraptured. Yeah, of course. Makes sense. 25. 16. Okay. Wow. I rolled a 12 perception for me. Yeah, so both Kara and Arnadel, you see this because you aren't involved in the conversation, so you're just kind of looking around. And you begin to see off to the left in the middle of this field, all of a sudden it's like the earth is starting to buckle, or it's starting to bulge out as you're looking at it. It's like this mini hill is beginning to form, and you see the mushrooms are just like kind of expanding as this lump in the ground begins to grow and grow, straining the mushrooms on either side. Uh... And then all of a sudden, you hear... A, like a sh- a smushing weird like sound like a popping and this hill that's formed now begins to move what? at uh, an extremely rapid rate. So it's just looking like this this effect of this hill that's formed is just shooting towards you right now. Tremors. But now it's very quiet. So if you weren't looking at it, you don't think you would have seen uh, it. Car immediately like uh taps her hand on Randy like on his leg and is like and points at this mound what the hell is that yes oh th- that's the ground <laughs> i need everybody to roll initiative <laughs> against a mountain it's like a big hill of dirt so it's still underneath the grass i see so it just looks like if you imagine like astroturf and then like a ball underneath it yeah. the way that looks and it's moving rapidly towards your group it does seem very large though yeah. I mean, we tell you guys, right? Yeah. All right. We're rolling initiative. Oh, sick. I got a six. 18. I got a nine. Whoa. Sage got an 11. So, like, in in just a flash, all of a sudden, Rem's long bow is down from her back and strung and pointed at this thing. She's like, Randy, we shooting? What's the call? Um, well, uh, do I know what this thing is? You can go ahead and make a nature check to see if you know. Jesus. Well, at least I'm rolling as well as I normally do. Which is good or bad? Poorly. Very poorly. That is an 11. Ah, you have no idea. I don't know what that is, but it looks <laughs> threatening, so... Hmm. But it's nice to be polite. Maybe we should see what it has to say. And Rem fires off a shot. <laughs> at the hill. That's I mean... one way to do it. You want to talk to it, by all means. It's better to ask forgiveness later! Uh, For permission. (laughs) Yep, and she goes ahead and fires off an arrow that lands, like, in the middle of the mountain and fires off another one in rapid succession. So two of her shots fly true, and they just, like, stick in maybe, like, where the eye level of this mountain thing would be. Um, And one of them, like, hits a mushroom square in its cap, and... It doesn't seem to do anything. The creature just continues moving, and the arrow is just left in the mushroom in behind it and was awake, and she's like, well, shit. Uh, and then Saye. Is it It's rapidly approaching us, or is it oh, maintaining? Yeah. Okay. It is charging towards you. I don't know. How do, how do you fight a, a lump of dirt? Take more acid. <laughs> if we're... Okay, it's coming up on us. I'm gonna just take a fireball and throw it at the approaching mound. Okay, sure. From your necklace? Yeah. So I think I have four now. 
Guys, I can't believe I'm saying this, but maybe we shouldn't be trying to fight it. <laughs> Too late. Fireball. Uh, I hear you, Kara. Do you say it? I could hear you too. Why? Well, Randy said we're supposed to be kind, and being kind means not throwing fireballs. <laughs> Generally, I mean, I don't know what you're into. It's <laughs> like a fucked up form of dodgeball. <laughs> Unless you're just playing around, it could be a very sick burn. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's a good one. God, you guys. This time I disagree with Kara, and I think, nope. I'm not going to risk it. So you just chuck this, like, bead from your necklace at this <laughs> hill that is rapidly moving towards you. Oh, wow, wow, it got a, a two. Sweet. So you just throw this fireball and explodes. And as this happens, you just see mushrooms flying everywhere as the impact of this spot hits it and all of this rainbow colored grass like kind of lights on fire in the area and there's this big circle left there of like charred blackened earth and you hear this roaring sound as this creature just emerges from this this now scorched like chasm of dirt surrounding it and you see this thing it looks like well, nothing you've ever seen, absolutely, but it's got grayish skin that it has a vaguely humanoid shape, except if all the muscles in the human body were bulged out to oh. maximum capacity, and it almost looks like it has, Weird. like, shifting watery mounds of its body, and its head is vaguely humanoid looking, like you can see two eyes, but its skull has, like, flattened out to this long point. And you can see that patches of its skin have these, like, dotted kind of mushroom-like appearances. So oh. now it, like, stands up out of the field completely pissed that you've, like, lit everything on fire around it. And it roars back its head, or it leans back its head and roars at you as it stands there before you. Setting shit on fire is what I do. It's what, 5d6 or 6? 8? I think it's 8. Oh my god. Uh, oh, damn. Fireball ain't nothing to fucks with. No, it's not. 38 damage. Wow. Okay. Ah, damn. And it is... Is it dead? That'd be funny. Well, it's <laughs> taking double damage. Oh, because oh, it's a plant. It's, it's sort of a plant-human thing. So, no, that's what? 76 damage? Oh, Ooh, a damn, yeah. It is mad, and you see, though that just made it mad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so all of its little mushroom caps on its body now are like charred, and you can see it's leaking water at this point. Um, it's like you've just punctured pieces of it, and yeah, this kind of milky fluid is like dripping out of it as it's running towards you. Uh, so, yep, it goes in and is tries to bite you, Saya, with an 18. Will that hit your AC? Uh, Ty hits me, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. That is going to be 16 points of piercing damage as its nasty, nasty teeth hit you. And I need you to make a constitution saving throw against poison for me. Get nasty. <laughs> it, it is. Gross. Constitution with my... Con I mean, it's nothing. It's 12. You got a 12? Yeah. All right. You are going to take an additional four points of poison damage, and right. your vision starts to go real woozy, 
And so now you're looking at this thing, and it's like you're seeing double images oh, no. of everything. So as long as you are poisoned, you are going to take disadvantage on all attack and saving throws. Uh, all right, and then Kara. So now this thing is all up in your face. Still being diplomatic? Kara wants to do the right thing. <laughs> but her friend just got so hurt. <laughs> I don't know. As a free action, can I say something, Celeste? Hell yeah, always. Well, there's a rule that if someone is not polite to you, then you don't have to be polite to it. That's a pretty standard, that's a solid rule. Hmm. That's good to know. And then she immediately uses her bonus action to rage (laughs) to meet this animal's creature's humanoid's fury and rushes at it and goes to slash at it with her bell axe. Hell yeah. 25 to hit. Uh Uh-huh. And then for my second hit, woo, that's a 27. Wow. 27 damage total. Alright, so as you chop through this thing, it's like you know when you're slicing mushrooms with your knife? They just give mm. so easy. Mm. It just is like cutting through. That's what his skin is like. So Ew. this creature is a lot lighter Ew. than it looks. It's, yeah, it's totally. So your axe uh-huh. is just making mega work of this thing. And how do you want to kill it? You chopped it up. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. So she uh, goes forward running full force, brings her axe up over her head and slashes like right through like the middle of its torso and she's used to exerting so much force that it just slices through like butter and she like falls into two pieces and she kind of stands there like shocked (laughs) and then looks back at everyone else (laughs) and as that happens in its form you literally split it right down the middle and then you begin to hear like a small kind of squealing sound and you see this little red cap mushroom that has to stand maybe like six inches or so it climbs out of the body of this thing. You see these two little legs and arms, and it looks at you and lets out like a, ah! and then it Aww. begins to run away off oh, into the field. Wait, what are Kill you? Kill it with fire. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a tiny mushroom with tiny arms and legs. This what? I just, I don't understand. And it disappears into the camouflage of the surrounding area. Wow, can you believe that Randy guy? He is certainly quite the character. He was really excited about getting new boots. But hey, guess what? You should be excited about getting new Venture Maidens merch. At VentureMaidens.com, know the before venture, you can get some amazing new swag. Not only do we have hoodies and tees available in a variety of styles, but we also have mirrored dungeon tiles as featured on our Venture LA live play. And sweet leather bookmarks, which were a Patreon exclusive if you're donating at the artifact level. We're constantly working on adding new goodies to help you venture away. But for now, 
let's get to an ad from our sponsor before we return to our walk on the wild side. Get it? Wild side. We're in the wild. All right. Anyway, I'll stop. The latest and greatest thing from Cobalt Press is their Creature Codex. The Creature Codex brings you nearly 400 new foes for 5th edition. Everything from acid ants to zombie lords. You get a dozen new demons and five new angels, wasteland dragons, and dinosaurs. Because honestly, who doesn't want to fight more dinosaurs? All new golems, including the altar flame golem, doom golem, and keg golem. Elemental lords and animal lords to challenge powerful parties. Chieftains and other leaders for ratfolk, centaurs, goblins, trollkins, and more. There's even new undead, including a hierophant lich to menace low-level characters. Plus, if you love DSPN's James Intracasso, he's one of the designers! Use the monsters in your favorite published setting or populate the dungeons in a world of your own creation. Pick up the Creature Codex from from the Cold Bald Press website at coboldpress.com and surprise your players with monsters they won't be expecting. Alright, let's get back to this. to roll the next d12 um I, i'm rolling the next one then Brittany all right gosh. you all are very strong people i'm very impressed <laughs> with you 11 all right 11 i'm very hungry for sauteed mushrooms now you guys <laughs> sounds <laughs> really mm-hmm. good yum 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 so and as you pick your way over the remains of this creature you can see as you get further and further away it's like the ground just starts to encroach the grass just moves to cover this body as, oh. as you're walking away. And so it's almost like this thing, you see the lump of its outline form Ugh. in the grass that eventually gets covered and is beginning to press into the earth as you leave this clearing. And you come to a very, very large wooded area once again. Right before we head out, I duck down to the grass and I go, very good job, grass. I'm very proud of you. Do Have a good meal. And I stand up and I continue to walk. Oh, God. That's really disturbing. A a wind suddenly comes through and you get a very sweet- I wave in the same manner. Yeah, you get a very sweet smell across your nose in response. Thank you. It does it again. Aww. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so as you pass out of this clearing and back into a wooded area, the trees here are- a lot different than those you experienced before. Before, it was very uh, tall trees with wide leaves, very jungle-esque, but as you're stepping into this area, it seems more like a like a cold-weather forest, so more of a coniferous forest uh, as you're getting into. So you see these large pine trees and the scent of pine. Again, it's just overwhelming Like as you're transitioning through these spaces. Uh, and the trees are a little bit further apart here. And uh, you come upon another clearing all of a sudden, and you see that there are three trees sitting around a table. But you look again, and they're not trees. <laughs> they seem to have arms and legs and faces, but they stand really, really tall above. And they're all sitting at this table, and they seem to be holding these large sheets of paper that they're putting down. That's really fucked up. They're holding, like, the remnants of their pulverized family members. Pulverized. Gone through the whole rigmarole in the process of a paper mill. (laughs) 
eating trees recycle. <laughs> They're recycling. <laughs> yep. Uh, so you see the scene in front of you. Um, uh, wait. Let's not disturb them. They seem to be occupied. Let's keep moving forward. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Sure. I mean, I look over at Randy and I'm just like, uh, what are these? They look like people. Do I know what these things are? Yeah, you know these are treants. One of the more common denizens of of the Feywild. Do I know them as good? They aren't good or evil. Their purposes are their own, but they aren't quick to anger. They're not quick to do anything, quite honestly. They are very powerful when they want to be, but just don't piss them off. They're relatively harmless. Let's just uh, carry on. <laughs> well, uh, we do not want to seem like we're trespassing, so if you don't mind, I'll quickly say hi that we are going to be walking through the wood, if they do not mind, and to enjoy their game. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay. okay. I will be... We'll wait here. Standing behind. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to cast uh, Speak with Plants. Nice. Uh, on myself. I'm going to walk up, and in the uh, plant language that they would understand, I speak out and go, uh, Hello, please, don't get up. My name is Randy. It's a pleasure to meet all of you. I would just like to let you know that there are going to be a couple of us walking through, if that is okay. I just want to let you know so you're not surprised or jumpy. So uh, please enjoy your game or whatever you are doing as we proceed onward. Is that okay with you? And during this whole speech, all three of them have been taking the time to very slowly turn their heads in your direction. So by the time you finish your speech, they're finally looking at you for the first time. I very patiently, <laughs> eyes wide, I do not move, mm -hmm. and I just respect the time. Yeah, and as the one that's closest turns to you, it, it seems to be maybe a... It's like I got a cherry wood thing going on, so it's uh, it's brown with this deep red kind of color. Very beautiful. Uh, it turns to you and says, Thank you, small friend. Have a excellent day. Thank you. And I very slowly walk over to the group and I go, We can go now. The other tree uh, sitting next to that one says, Would you like to play a round? Or do... You need to be going. Well, uh, I appreciate your offer. Uh, however, we do need to get going. We, need, we are on a bit of a schedule. You know how time works around here. But if you absolutely insist, sure. But if it's okay, you guys can continue. I do not want to intrude. We will be on our way. Is that okay? Carry on. Stay safe. <laughs> you too, friends. Oh, and then wow. I, I bow and I walk away. And they are nodding their head very slowly to you as they pass along. Good folk, good folk. 
Were the treants speaking in tree language? Uh, yes, they would have. No, they would have been speaking in Sylvan. Or, well, yeah, not, not common. common. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, so we're, we're just so, mostly get this really slow you, exchange. Cars. <laughs> to you, it didn't sound, it sounded like creaking wood. Like the way like an old <laughs> door sounds when it closes, that's oh. just off the hinges. Like the, yeah. <laughs> I bet that was really surprising to hear coming out of Randy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> god. God. oh my god all right would somebody like to roll me a d12 is it my turn now mm-hmm. yep hen okay celeste thank you for that experience <laughs> it's very rewarding <laughs> and uh so you continue walking along leaving the treants behind to engage in their card game uh and this this open woods continues on as you go there's no dramatic shift in scenery until you come to this moment where you see the trees are even more and more spaced out so you're looking now you're walking on a floor that's that's a bed of pine needles and again that fresh scent is is clear uh in your nose but you see now that the trees are dotted very few and far between until you get to what looks like an aisle of these trees and they just seem to stretch on for a great distance but these trees all have doors in them of different sizes, shapes, styles, mm. different paint colors. It's just like these doors have been just inserted. So like in the Nightmare Before Christmas when he gets yeah, to the- a lot, a lot like that. And this just appears in this long, long aisle of these doors. Ooh, I would like to look for a door that has like a picture of a gate on it. Okay, I look for one with a raven. Yeah, so you're looking at all of these doors around. They don't seem to have images on them. So oh. It's the only thing that are really different oh. between them is like the make and model of the doors. Uh, but the first, the first door you get close to, you immediately begin to hear sounds coming from behind it, and you hear sounds of voices and laughter and music coming from behind one of these doors. Is that on the straightaway of going forward, or is that branching off? So these, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, so these doors are lining this aisle, so you, you have to continue forward walking by each of these rows of doors. And this is just the door on the first left that you hear this sound coming from. Right, right. Remember, everyone, single file. Uh, we have to go forward. This is not forward. That's a door to somewhere else. We don't want to go over there. We want to go forward. Oh, Okay. Where do these doors go? It doesn't matter. It doesn't go where you want to go. And once you go where you don't want to go, where you don't know where you're going to go, you're going to go somewhere you're never going to be able to come back from. Well, we're just going to keep following you. Saya goes behind Arnadel. Okay. Mm. We don't want to be lost here. It's bad. Because once you are lost here, you will never be found. Let's go. (laughs) All right. that note. Forward. And forward. Alright, so you continue to walk through the row of doors. Roll me a d12. That's a nine. Okay. As you are walking down this row of trees uh, with the doors on either side, you all begin to hear a great rustling sound, and you see this large brown shape just suddenly appears right behind one of these trees, and a face sticks its way out from behind it, and you see it's that a form of a huge huge bear like at least 
five times the size of any normal bear you you've ever seen. Easily, it could carry uh, maybe ten people on its back. But this bear is wearing this set of small gold-rimmed glasses. Oh, what? How precious! Oh, hello. As the bear pops out behind, oh, yes, hello, travelers. Hello. Is this mm. bear speaking in common? Yes. What? Saya goes, hey, bear. <laughs> um, that is not my name. My name is Bartholomew. Oh, God. Ooh. Pleasure to meet you. Mm. A pleasure to meet you as well. Lovely weather we're having, yes? Yes, very. Uh, my mm. name is Randy. I was Brandy. We shot for Brandy. And now it's Randy. It's a pleasure to meet you. And I put out my hand. Ah, oh, pleasure to meet you. And it lifts one of its very, very large paws to offer you, like, a, a talon. Oh, to kind of shake. <laughs> Would any of you mind too terribly helping me out and opening that door over there? I cannot reach it with my non-opposable thumbs. Insight. Insight check. Okay, go ahead. Can he fit through the door? No. It does not look like it. Thirteen? <laughs> you know, you're not real used to reading the facial expressions of a bear, and you... Really have no idea. He's asking you very politely. Um, see, uh, un- unfortunately, if you don't, if you don't mind, we need to go in that direction. And you know how things are here. If we divert from the path at all, we we'll be lost forever. We we need to continue that way. I'm trying to think of a way I can help you open the door from here. Is is that okay? Uh, absolutely. I just need the door open to pass hmm. through. For you see, I cannot turn it with my paws. The handle. Oh, so you already have mage hand. No, wait, can Alistar do it? He's really good at opening doors. That is true. <laughs> Established. Okay, well, I, I kind of look at him and I, I'm like, right. So he goes to, to fly over towards the door and opens it with his little hands. And the bear nods at all of you. Thank you. It has been a pleasure. And he walks towards the open doorway and sticks his head inside and then you see his shoulders begin to like move and like kind of dislocate as this bear is like sticking its way into this doorway that is too Weird. too far too small for it and you hear now the sounds of there's definitely a party happening oh. on the other side of this door that's rad yeah so you see here Matt yeah just like music they're like Bartholomew <laughs> yeah. where the hell have you been yeah, everybody's like, ah, as Bartholomew, like, fits in the final door, and it swings shut behind him. A pleasure to meet you. <laughs> that was nice. He was nice. Saya, roll me a d12. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Again. See what I mean? Polite people. Two. A two. Oh, boy, yes. Okay. Um, all right, so as you Uh-oh. continue on towards the outside row of these trees, and you've had your encounter with this bear, the trees begin to diminish more, and you find yourself walking downwards on a slope that becomes this hill, and suddenly you see right around the ridge that this huge lake opens up in front of you, just this incredibly vast lake that goes as far as the eye can see. If you didn't know any better, you'd think you'd walked upon, like, an ocean shore, And you see that the ground now has changed into this pebble-like substance beneath your feet and then becomes sand as it gets closer to the water. And you see that there's it's just blue all around in front of you. But there is a small, what's the word? Not a boardwalk. 
dock? A dock. Catwalk? That's oh. what it is. There's a small dock in front of you, and then tethered to that with this ratty-ass looking rope is a boat. A rowboat. Shall we continue forward, then? I think so. Can we all fit in the boat? It does look like you can all uncomfortably fit in the boat. <laughs> Excellent. Yep. Someone might have to sit in Randy's lap. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Rem, Rem at this point is just like, is anybody else getting tired of this shit? Uh, um, <laughs> yep. Um, oh, what, what's your language in here, please? Oh, that's a fake hair. She, she looks at you and she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, it's just me. I'm a little oversensitive. Saya definitely is, but she doesn't want to, you know, bring a negative uh, aura into the group and just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just like, oh, but, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. Might as well keep moving forward. The faster, uh, the better. So what I'm going to do is, because this is a very small boat, I'm going to use uh, Furbolg magic to cast Disguise Self on myself, oh. which I can make myself seem three feet shorter than normal. Nice. So you give everybody uh, a little bit of room. Yeah. I'm not sure if that affects everything on a physical level or is just an illusion, but I at least give everyone the idea that it's smaller. That they have more space? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Feels <laughs> compact, but looks... Fine. Yes. Yep. Yep. So you all pile into this boat, and there are two oars. Who is rowing? I'll row. Okay. Jinx, you owe me a cupcake. (laughs) And so as as you all are rowing out into the middle of this lake, I need you all to make perception checks for me. You begin to pull further and further away from the dock, and there does not seem to be any land on the far side that you can see. I rolled a 13. That's a natural 20. Oh, damn. Yes. Okay. Natural 20 and the 18. As you are watching the water around you, you begin to see ripples moving across the otherwise smooth, glassy lake. And all of a sudden, this mist begins to roll in. So as you were looking out, you couldn't see any shore or anything. It just seemed like water for miles and miles. But suddenly, this fog presses in so really you can't even see beyond the confines of the boat if you were to reach out your hand offwards it, it would disappear oh into god the mist. we're in barovia <laughs> <laughs> taking initiative crossover <laughs> we've done it and so just before this mist begins to obscure you catch these ripples in the water and you see two large glowing green eyes beneath the surface of the water And then the boat begins to rock as these waves come in further and further motion and this huge splash of water happens in front of the boat as you see this form begin to emerge and just seems to stand on, on the water itself. And it appears to be a woman, but made out of water and like wrapped in seaweed and just so alien and strange looking and she begins to speak in a voice that is not of any language but it is of all languages and you feel it as much as you as you hear it and she says who among you is the bravest who among you is the champion sai is just like stunned right now of this woman or thing or whatever it is and not really hearing what she just said she just kind of is like you're beautiful yeah and Saye feels this 
It's like when your water spirit like wakes up. It's it's that feeling like moves around mm-hmm. in your chest. Like it's at attention. Yeah. And she waits, and you can see these glowing green eyes that are just, like, seem to penetrate into all of your souls as she stares and waits for an answer. I go, uh, uh ex- excuse me for one moment as we discuss your question. I turn around and go, I'm just your guide, I'm no champion, please. Uh, I'm me? Uh, I'll be happy to talk to her. She goes, answer me! I turn to her and I go, I'll be your champion, our champion. The champion. <laughs> and she she moves forward on the surface of the water, and suddenly she's, like, in your face. And you can, as you breathe, you're breathing in water from her being. So you're getting, like, <laughs> kind of, like, choking. Like, a humidifier is just, like, shoved up your nose mm-hmm. when you're, like, standing next to her. And she looks at you with these green eyes. No. And then she looks at Kara. You. Yeah, I had a feeling. Are you a champion? I mean, yeah. Will you battle to your best? Ah, always. Will you bring me glory? All the glory. And she she looks down at the water and points at a spot, and you see this sword begins to emerge <laughs> from the lake. Just don't throw it at me, okay? <laughs> Watery taunt. Uh, she picks <laughs> She picks up the sword, and she's grabbing it by the blade side and offers you the hilt. I take it. Yeah, this is a long sword that seems to shimmer with a blue-green, almost looks like scales as this thing, and it just, water just continues to drip off of the blade as you hold it. And she says, go forth, bear this sword in my name. What's your name? You never said it. I... And the Lady of the Lake. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Let me tell you a little bit about this sword, Kara. <laughs> that you now have. Uh-oh. <laughs> Alright, so this sword does 1d8 slashing damage, plus 1d4- d6 cold damage. It is a plus 2 longsword. As long as you wield this in the lady's name, those stats remain the same. You get the cool. feeling, though, if anything were to change, or due respect isn't given while you have this blade, things might get complicated. Okay. So you just always have to proclaim that you're using it for her. Yep. You're just, does, she, all you have is a new battle cry, that's all that means. <laughs> yeah. she, she nods to you, and then just evaporates into a bunch of water and the mist parts all of a sudden as you're left holding this blade that feels cold to the touch, like the coldness of a deep, deep ocean. And as this happens, the mist just seems to dissolve and you see a shore on the other side. Thank you! She yells (laughs) as we approach the shore. Yep! (laughs) And that is that. Alright, let's go ahead. I think we got time for one more Oh, that's me. Two. Oh, okay. Uh, we, alright. So we just did two, so I get to pick. Yeah, that sounds better. <laughs> alright, so as you see the shore appears uh, on the other side of you, you you get closer and closer to this dock on the other side, and then you see that there is a clearing with a cabin 
that is sitting there, and you see smoke is winding out of the chimney. But as you get closer to it, you see that there are statues surrounding the entire yard of this place, just crammed in, like, wooden carved statues. And you hear the of people. People, creatures, all sorts of different things. Um, incredibly lifelike sculptures everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you hear the sound of sawing coming from the backyard of this house. Mm-hmm. Sounds a bit foreboding. I'm uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I know I'm your guide and everything, and I'm supposed to be very polite. So I'll leave this up to you. Should we say hi, or should we pass without a trace if you get my drift? I have. Arnold's like, I'm ready to get to this gate, to be honest. So keep on horsing. Gotcha. Let's hope it. We're not worried about trespassing this time? Do, do I know anything of this person or being? Go ahead and make a, make a knowledge roll for me. That is a 17. Okay, so you haven't specifically encountered this area of the wilds before, but you know, if if there's anybody who lives here, it's probably, <laughs> it can be considered extremely rude if you're to pass onto somebody's property as you have just done. And if you're caught sneaking off of it without trying to give any kind of diplomatic answer, you know that's that always spells trouble. So you're not familiar with this specific creature, but you have already intruded on its land. So you've got to give it some kind of due or be real, real good on those sneak checks. I believe I'd like to change my answer from what he said before, because thinking back to it, if we are caught, it could be very bad. So maybe we should say a quick hi? Okay. Try not to be too intimidating. We don't know who this is, and people can be scared very easily. Tara finds some way to, like, sheath the sword. (laughs) Yeah, you, yeah, you're like, I don't, because you just, you have your act, and you're like, I, you were not given a scabbard. Actually, are there any, are there any plants around? Uh, yeah, there, there are a bunch of little plants, kind of shrubbery, the trees start on the far side of this cabin again. Lady of the Lake and then a shrubbery, Celeste, are we really going down yep. this road of oh, hello. Python references? Yes, it's me, I'm just stealing everything from <laughs> Python. Uh, so what I would like to do is use my Staff of the Woodlands. I'm going to use two charges. Sorry. uh, Three charges to speak with plants. I'm going to go down... What's the plant that I'll be talking to today? Uh, So there are trees in the area, or you can... uh, It looks like there's some scraggly crops that are growing in front of the house. What plant would you like to speak to? I would like to talk to the tree because the tree, more than likely, has been here the longest. Mm-hmm. Trees are more sensible to talk to. So I went to. I'm going to go to the nearest tree, uh, mm-hmm. and I go, um, uh, "Hello, hello. Uh, my name is Randy. It was Brandy. Brandy's long dead. Randy now. I know you, Brandy. Oh, we've met before. Oh, we have. Oh, oh lovely. Uh, I- I'm Julia. Julia. Oh, it's been such a long time. Oh, How yes, are I you? Know. Oh, good. Well, always sort of the same. How How is Margaret? Oh, Margaret. Margaret is lovely. You know, she just had her sapling and oh. she is just glowing. 
Congratulations! Oh, <laughs> uh, absolutely, yeah. And, you know, and I've put down roots here, and I'm like sort of hoping for <laughs> something to to happen. But you know, who knows? Maybe I'll maybe I'll move. I don't know. I kind of like it here, though. It's a nice view. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things happening. Well, uh, that is a curious question because I see all these wooden statues out mm, here, mm-hmm. and is, looking at this all day, maybe your thing of of you know, some people are just sadistic, uh, and some trees may have the same tendency of just oh, seeing this. Oh no, the, the woodcarver, he's he's great. He just he, he sings the wood right out of us, totally harmless. <laughs> oh, so okay, so we're not in danger or anything. We can say hi. Oh, I, I don't see why not. He's a little bit crazy, but other than that... What's the, what's the worst thing you've seen him do? Uh, uh, I don't know. That piece over there is pretty terrible. Uh, and she has no way of pointing, so... <laughs> um, if you could give me a... Let me turn, and I slowly turn, and I go, just, just tell me when to stop. Oh, oh there, there. Oh. And it looks like a statue of, like, a dwarf has been carved, but the face is all kind of weird. And just... It, it's just not a very aesthetically pleasing statue. So, you know, that that was pretty terrible. Did they arrive here like that? No, no, it's not a very good likeness of the dwarf at all. Okay, so we should just be on our guard just in case he's a little cranky. Oh, yeah. Hmm, understood. Mm. Well, Julie, it's been a pleasure talking oh, to you. An absolute pleasure as always. Welcome back. Oh, thank you I very much. I hope you don't much. die. I hope so too, and I hope you bear great fruit in the future, and you are Aww. able to share it with everyone you Aww, wish. Oh well, thank you. And, so uh, sweet. And uh, please, please uh, say hi to Margaret for me as well. It's I will absolutely. Uh, she will be delighted to hear you're doing well. Okay, I will. I will see you later then, and I give a little tap on the on the uh, bark. <laughs> Ooh, <saucy>. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I forget where I am sometimes. <laughs> Goodbye. No, it's quite all right. Oh, I'll enjoy oh. the view. Ooh, okay. <laughs> oh my god. And then I, I walk away and I make sure to I make sure to walk away in a way that, you know, she's gonna be looking at me when I'm leaving. Oh yeah. Oh so. yeah. It's sauntering. I'm sauntering. Oh, yeah. I put a little pep in my step. Uh give a little gallop, if you will. And then oh, I yeah. head back to the group and I go, Oh, things are fine, just uh he may be a little crazy. Oh. So like everything else here. <laughs> Eh, fair enough. Uh, but we should say hi. We should be polite. Uh, that was Julia. She's a friend of mine. Um, Julia was uh, smiling at you a lot. Oh, you could see her rustle leaves when I was leaving, eh? <laughs> good. Good, good. You could tell she was really pining for you. Oh, no. Oh, I see. what y- You are fantastic with these puns. Unacceptable. Oh, it's very acceptable to me. I say to no voice in the sky. <laughs> So let's go over and knock. Yeah, let's start heading over to the little cabin. Mm-hmm. Give a rap a tap tap upon his chamber door. Yeah, so you hear the sound of like sawing, and as you knock upon the door, uh, it stops, and you hear a voice, a male voice from the other side. Hello. Uh, hello. We are passing through. I wanted to say hi. I know one of your trees outside. She she gave a great reference. Hmm. And you hear like a an unlocking sound, and the door swings open, and this man is looking at you. It looks like he's maybe in his fifties, though it's sort of hard to tell. He's covered in like dirt, and it's like these wood shavings are kind of stuck to the dirt, and he's wearing this outfit that probably was like very regal, 
at one point in time, but since it's just absolutely filthy and soiled and almost like falling off of his body as he looks at you with this gaunt expression and you can read just true madness in these eyes as he says, Yes, you'll do perfectly. Come in. What? Come in. Uh Oh, sure, uh, sure, come in. He opens in. up the door and uh, no, uh, no, Saya holds on to Rani and doesn't let him enter the building first. We just say, oh, no, no, sorry, we really actually don't have much time to to spend with you. We just wanted to let you know that we'll be passing through and we uh, won't be disturbing any of your property or... No, no, or- no, no, you are here by Providence. And he points up, and he points at himself, Providence? And then he points over behind him, and you can see in this large room, there is one of these wooden statues there. Um, It's like a human shape, loosely, but it doesn't have a face carved into it. The face is just a block of wood. He's like, I need a new face. You are here. Which of you would care to be immortalized forever? Yeah, really? really? I would like to use Awakened Mind and reach out to everyone except for the crazy man. And be like, um, I can cast hold person if you guys want, and we can get the fuck out of here. Car immediately looks at you and says, shakes her head. Do, Just a do you mean to put my face or someone's face on it, or do you wish to to whittle it on your current statue? No, on on my statue, you you will be the model for my new piece. I'm still slowly backing away. Trying to no. pull him out the door. Except create your your face will be here forever, for all of time, like all of the faces that I keep and pass through for. I'm a keeper of memory. I am the carver. You are curious with your verbiage. Agreed. Forgive me, I it it has been Words. a while since I've had a visitor. This piece, it must be finished. I, I insist. Some someone must sit for this piece. Well, he didn't do too good with the dwarf, so probably not me. And he's starting to, like, scratch his face and, like, gets, you know, he's looking over at the statue and looking at all of you and becoming more desperate, you can tell. Can I use Detect Magic? Sure. As you look around the cabin, everything has a kind of a rainbow magic quality, um, but he himself does not appear to be magic. His statues around him do all have a blue sort of glow around them. Mm. What school of magic on that does she get? So blue is an enchantment. Ah. Well, the piece is finished except for the face, and, and you have appeared here, so you must be the ones I am modeling it after. So who is going to sit for this? Sir, what if I whittled your face into it? You do not have the skills. How do you know? Because you are not, you are not a great artist. I have spent hundreds of years, or or ten, or five, however long I've been here since I was not here. This statue is for my collection. Mine. Can I make an insight check? Hmm? Absolutely. It's worth a shot. If somebody, <laughs> if somebody walked into your tattoo shop and was like, why don't I tattoo you? Oh, for sure. No. I, <laughs> would, I would be like, get the fuck out of my shop. Exactly. <laughs> so he literally 14. just wants a model for a, a mask? That is what he is asking for with his words. Uh, 17? <laughs> 14. <laughs> a 14. He is definitely crazy, 
But he seems very singular in his purpose, and there's nothing like, I don't you can't really tell if it's nefarious or not. He's clearly getting really agitated that nobody's answering him. Uh, so what I am going to do is, okay, the, before this game, we came up with the name of somebody in particular. Would that figure be well known throughout this area? Yeah, as one of the the Archfey. Yeah. They're all pretty well known. So I'm going to go, Sir, my humblest apologies, but we need to continue, for Baka has declared it that I must guide people through this area, and that is my job. We just wanted to say hi, and did not want to trespass, but we cannot stay much longer because Baka has willed it so. What do I care for the horses of this place? I don't care. Sit. It will take only but a moment. I insist. You are treating me very poorly in my own home. Rem, why don't you sit for the nice man? Rem's like, I... Uh... Mm. And she, she looks... I... Fine. She's like, I will sit for you if if that will solve this. If that will let, will you let us leave after that? He's like, of course. Fine. All right, I'll do it. Can I hold my dagger? He's like, whatever you want. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> so she goes and moves over and there's this stool that he indicates, which is right by the carved statue. And she sits in the chair and she is obviously completely on edge, like, with her dagger just <laughs> ready there. And she's staring at him. And he, he like, gets really close to her face and, like, almost uh-huh. touches it. And she's, like, <laughs> like jerks, jerks her face away. He's like, this is not what you look like. I will carve what you truly look like. And she's like, I don't think that's a... Okay, I think somebody what? else should probably sit in this chair. <laughs> no, no, you gotta do it now. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, and she's like looking at all of you like, are you sure? I, this. Mm, and he's like, I will carve you. And she's like, I don't like your phrasing. Uh, and she, she, she's sitting there in the chair. And he goes over to the wooden statue. And he picks up this fine set of tools. And he begins to carve. And it's rapid. As you can see, chunks of this wood are, are flying away as he's smoothing edges and angles. And he, it takes him about five minutes to do this. And as he steps away you see that the statue has entirely transformed. It looks like this figure that's swathed in this black, thick robe with a hood over the top of it, and then there's this this face that's barely human at best. Imagine if you sucked all the water like out of a face, and so it's more of like a skull that exists, this very thin layer of skin and these dark, dark, hollow eyes. Whoa. And he's like, it's terrifying. And she's like, okay, can we go Wait, is that what you really look like? I think I'm done here. Can we go? He's like, 
Yes. By all means. And she she stands up and, like, puts her dagger away, and she kind of, like, storms past all of you, like... Not bothered at all by this. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. Like, maybe she's embarrassed, almost, like, is the lead. She's like, let's go. I think she just doesn't want us to ask any questions. But I have so many. Okay, well, we're, we're, we're on our way now. Uh, I'm glad you got your your thing. Uh, very nice. Uh, we're going to leave. So thank you for having us. We are being on our way. Hmm. Goodbye. <laughs> and he, he's just staring at the statue. Uh, and I, I grab the door and I go. <laughs> <laughs> and you close it behind you. And you continue on as you walk through the woods behind this house. And as you walk, the scenery begins to change. That twilight light that you had before, it's now gone really, really dark. As it's just the moment right before the moon is is about to rise. The sky turns this almost blood red color. And then as you continue on, the trees grow dark and twisted and shadowy, almost like they've just recently been burnt, and it's the skeleton of trees left before you. And you see these clouds begin to roll in over the blood-red sky, and there's the patter of rain that begins to start, uh, as it's this this drizzle that you're pushing through, and you hear the clack of thunder in the distance, and then lightning strikes illuminating the area as things just grow darker, and you see that there's this large hill that expands in front of you. And even at this distance, through the rain and the flashes of lightning, you see this large stone gate. This thing, it it looks like, so it's two pillars with this bar across the top. So imagine like a Stonehenge-esque gate. And as you walk into the clearing, you see that runes flare across the surface in this electric blue sort of light. And then everything goes dark for a moment. And then there's a flash of lightning again, and you see that there's a figure standing atop this hill. It seems to be a horse with a rider upon it. But this rider is just swathed in darkness, and as the lightning flashes again, you can see that this rider doesn't have a head. It's holding it in one of its hands, pointed towards you, as you see this eye. the eyes in this severed head begin to flare up with a white light. And in the other hand, he draws something that looks like a whip, but then you realize it's actually a human spine that oh. he cracks upon the ground in time with the thunder of the place. This is so metal. <laughs> That's exactly it's what totally I was thinking. Totally brutal. Oh my gosh. The breakdown and hits. Like when- <laughs> You have found the gate and you must face its guardian. Oh but shit. That will be next time where we are done for oh. this episode. Damn. Yay! You guys have survived wow. <laughs> the Feywilds. Oh boy. Oh man, I'm gonna have to post the rest of these scenarios in here. There are some I'm I'm really sad we didn't get to, but um, this might be the first time we've accomplished like one task, one complete <laughs> task in an entire episode. I think, yep. yeah, without having no, to do two parts. We still got to make it out of here, though. <laughs> yeah, we got a big old battle ahead, and then we, we still got to get through the damn gate. Like, there's still that. We don't even know what's on the other side. Uh, <laughs> you don't All right. even know. 
Oh well, my. thank you everybody so much. So Josh, obviously you will be joining us for this big bad battle next time. So thank you so much for coming on. This is so awesome. Uh, everybody, uh, I guess uh, let's go around and do an outro because I forgot to last time. Uh, but hi everybody, I have been Celeste, your dungeon master. And I have been Arnadella Thill, played by me, Brittany, your scarred elven warlock. <laughs> <laughs> And I was Nassim, playing your human monk, Sayonor. And I'm Sage, and I play Carbrin Hilda the Barbarian. <laughs> and I am Josh Perot, I have been your furbog Randy, uh, and I am the DM for Taking Initiative. Yeah, go ahead and plug, where can people find you? They know where to find all of us, but how can people find you, Josh? So, me personally, I'm on Twitter at ZyroxisTheBeard. That's at X-I-R-O-X-I-S, The Beard. I am the current DM for Taking Initiative, another uh, 5e actual play podcast where we had uh, Celeste on as a guest. We've had Sage as a guest. Uh, We need to work on you other two getting on the show as well, please. Um, you can find Take Initiative on Twitter at T-I underscore pod. Um, and also, uh, if you're watching this live, this upcoming Monday is the start of an event I co-planned and co-wrote called the Podcast of Waterdeep, which the Venture Maidens Taking Woo! Initiative and a whole bunch of other groups and guests will be uh, hopping into the new Waterdeep Dragon Heist module. Uh, so feel free to hit that up on the Wizards of the Coast Dungeon Dell feed starting on Monday. Heck yeah. So stay tuned for that. And thank you all so much for joining us. And you know what you should do until next time? Venture Venture away! away. (laughs) Venture away, everybody! I feel like we take a little bit longer each Each time. I'm like, because I'm trying to make eye contact. Like, ready? (laughs) Are we good? Lisa Chen, and I host Behold Her, a monthly podcast that shines a spotlight on women in the world of tabletop games. There are so many women to behold in this amazing hobby, and our experiences as female gamers are as diverse as we are as individuals. Through one-on-one interviews, audio essays, and panel discussions, all centered around a monthly theme, the guests on Behold Her share their unique stories as players, game masters, designers, artists, organizers, and so much more. Their words are inspiring, uplifting, and informative. Check out Behold Her Podcast wherever podcasts are found, or visit beholdherpodcast.com.